Welcome to the Soulful Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. This podcast is all about nourishing the mind, body, and soul. Whether it be personal growth, fuel, or movement, I'm here to support you as we are on this ever-flowing journey together. Hello and welcome back. I am so happy to have you here. I hope it's not too noisy in the background. I have my dishwasher running, uh, which I guess I can kind of segue into my topic today, which is about running. Um, I'll talk a little bit about my journey about running, my kind of how I started to love running, how you can love running if you want to, and the kind of intensity that surrounds running or so believed intensity, let's say for now. So I'll start a little bit with my journey. I loved running when I was playing tag or games. This is now going back to when I was very small, but running for like a cross country team or something like that was never really something that I enjoyed because I always felt like it was something that I had to do and that I had to be good at it. Now, this is related obviously to my own kind of mindset growing up. I had a very um, what's called, I guess, I guess a fixed mindset. So I believed that I had to be good at it and it wasn't about the process, um, which I think didn't set me up so well, but my mom would always, uh, every year get me to sign up for our school's cross country team, meaning I know these have different names in different countries, but just basically meaning long distance running. Um, all my friends would sign up and they would always come to our class. One teacher, Uh, would come to our class and say, okay, who would like a form for cross country? Raise your hand and you would raise your hand. The teacher would give you the permission form. You would take it home and it would have all the information, you know, for the first day, uh, for how much it cost and when to start and, you know, whatever information your parents needed. And then your parents would bring you to the first practice with the permission form. So, uh, my mom, I purposely, I remember in grade five, they came to the class to ask us for, you know, who wants a permission form for cross country. And I specifically did not raise my hand, even though all my friends did. And later that week, my mom asked me, Hey, did you ever get a permission form for cross country? I said, no. (laughs) And she eventually contacted my best friend's parents who said, yes, They got a form for cross country first practices on Monday. So my mom, you know, would just wake me up on Monday, drag me to school and ask the teachers, you know, hey, Audrey didn't get a form. Is it all right if I, she starts today and I'll take a form now. And they would always say, yeah, for sure. No problem. Meanwhile, probably knowing that I just purposely didn't take one, but anyways, they never exposed me on that. Um, So this running became this thing that I just felt like I always had to do. So I joined cross country from probably grade one or whatever grade we were in when we all started until um, grade 10, actually, all the way through my career. And I always felt like running to me, I always associated with A, something I had to do, and B, it was so connected to body image. Because around that time, it wasn't so big for women to be lifting weights. It wasn't, and I'm sure there were women that were doing it, but It wasn't blasted across social media the same way that we see it today. You know, on Instagram, people showing their workouts, um, people on YouTube showing, you know, what what 
you know, weights to lift, what kind of, how to have a leg day, how to have a, you know, upper body day, whatever it is, and showing people step by step on how to go to the gym and start lifting weights, which, you know, can be extremely intimidating. Um, and for a long time, there was this belief that women didn't want to be quote unquote muscly and that it would make them quote unquote masculine. So there was this big push for many years for when women were working out, they were running. So to me, I associated during this time growing up with running with this, like what I had thought was this ideal body, which now I know was so unhealthy, but I was picturing this, you know, obviously very skinny girl with like long hair, like basically floating through the air, looking like she's not even trying or sweating and she's tanned and her face is in red. And (laughs) I pictured running like that, which... Uh, obviously we all know that's not what running looks like or feels like. Um, but there was this kind of association that I had with running and weight loss and, you know, this need to be skinny. I think throughout almost my whole life, I felt like I wanted to lose five pounds or 10 pounds, or, you know, I wanted, I needed to lose five pounds, but I, I wanted to lose 10 pounds. You know what I mean? So, Uh, And maybe you didn't experience this. Maybe you experienced that you wanted to gain weight or whatever it was. But for me, that was kind of a negative kind of thought pattern that I had growing up, which obviously um, kept manifesting into my life for a long time until more or less recently and still something that I think I do battle with internally. Um, But back to running. I associated running with this need for being skinny and this specific body image. Um, So of course it's not enjoyable when you feel like A, you're forcing yourself to do it and B, you're only doing it because you want to look a certain way instead of shifting your focus to how do you want to feel. So I had this kind of negative experience with running. It went on and on and on until, I mean, even in university, I experienced some kind of disordered eating habits at the same time as this unhealthy running habit where I would go to the gym at 11.30 before even eating breakfast and I would run on the treadmill until I felt like I was going to faint. So obviously that didn't go well for me. Um, And, you know, if you have done this, I feel for you. If you are doing this right now, I feel for you. Um, But please know that this is not the way to feel happy and good in your body. And this is not the way that running should be actually. So fast forward uh, on my journey with running, I moved away. I started working out. I got a personal trainer because it was very affordable at the time. Um, For me, I was living in another country which had, I guess you could say, the economy was not as strong as it is in Canada. So a lot of things in that country were very affordable for me. So I had this personal trainer. I fell in love with movement and then the pandemic hit and I flew home to Canada When I flew home to Canada, obviously the gyms were all closed. And so I turned to kind of some YouTube workouts, um, but they didn't really hit home for me. Um, There were a lot of hit workouts though. Um, And my good friend, Hannah, was training for a half marathon at the time and decided she was going to you know, had suggested we could run together. I wasn't able to run nearly as far as her, obviously, or even really for what she would consider a short run. Um, but I did kind of still have this habit of going back to running as, you know, the one thing that I I knew how to do, right? 
for a long time in the gym, I didn't know what weights to lift, how to lift them, what to do. So it was so much easier to turn to running, which was the one thing that I did know how to do. So I began running. Um, I bought myself some new running shoes that were actually good because my old running shoes from high school gave me shin splints. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's just basically pain on the front of your shin and you can get it from, uh, if you start, you know, uh, exercising a lot out of nowhere when you never exercised before or hadn't consistently, I guess you can also get it from running on your toes. I can't remember the other things, but there's like five things and I, have had shins once before when I was in high school and it was because I did all of these things at the same time but another uh, key thing is you can get shin splints if your shoes are old fun fact running shoes do not live forever and you do need to throw them out um, every 500 to 700 kilometers I know this this a lot just because I walk very heavy on my feet um So if you do choose to start running and uh, you are interested in it, I would definitely recommend going to Sports Check or uh, I go to the running room in Canada. I think most countries will have somewhere where you can go that someone will look at the way that you stand and walk and run even. A lot of places have a treadmill and they can watch you walk and do a squat and they'll see kind of how you balance your feet, uh, and what kind of features you need. So for me, I know I need some stability features because my uh, steps aren't so stable. And I also need a lot of cushioning in the heel because I walk really heavy on my feet. So of course, I also run really heavy on my feet. And I need something that helps to absorb, absorb shock. And also, new running shoes these days are so bouncy that it does actually make running a bit more fun. Anyways, so I obviously started running, I got new shoes, and I went on this, I was running kind of alone for a while, and actually I was running, I realize now, way too fast for myself, so I could only run maybe two kilometers, and maybe you can't run two kilometers yet, and that's totally fine, Um, do not feel bad about that at all, or if you're at the two kilometer mark, um, I am proud of you, and you have so much ahead of you, but anyways, so I had this this, I was going on these short runs and I was getting so exhausted. And my goal was to be able to run five kilometers comfortably. And I was still kind of at the two and a half mark. But one day I went for a run with Hannah and my other friend who grew up on my street, Luli. The three of us ran really slowly and chatted the whole time. And it was so fun. And actually I didn't even feel tired after because we were running so much slower than I had been forcing myself to run. So the next day I told Hannah, okay, I think I can try to run a 5k with you because we did something like four and a half together really slowly. Um, so I was like, okay, I think I can do 5k with you. She said, great. Um, and on the run, she kind of, I think because she didn't get so tired so early, she wasn't maybe thinking about going home. And then eventually when I suggested it, we were like not so close to our home and it took us another, we were two kilometers away from our home. And I remember hitting 5k and feeling so exhausted. And those last two kilometers were honestly really tough. And I needed Hannah there to keep me going. Um, And I made it. And then 
you know, the next time I went running up north at my cottage, my best friend and my cousin had been running like 10Ks together and that seemed like way out of reach, but I knew I had done this seven once. So I figured, okay, I'll try to run seven with them and, you know, if I get tired earlier, then I'll just walk the last three kilometers of this 10K loop that's near my cottage. So we did it and we paused, I think three times in the middle. My cousin Matt and I had like a little breather while we all kind of recuperated our group since um, not all of us were running at the same pace. And since I had been, you know, forcing myself to run faster than I should have ran, um, it was a little bit easier maybe for me to keep up with Matt and then wait with him for a minute or two while the whole group kind of caught back together. But those three breaks really allowed me actually to run the entire 10 kilometers. And I was so proud of myself after I was actually shocked. So literally in that like two or three week span, I had gone from running four and a half kilometers. Actually, actually this is really like a one and a half or two and a half week span. I'd gone from running four and a half kilometers to 10 kilometers. I don't recommend that you do this, but I, this is more so that Um, you just need to remind yourself that it is possible actually and that you do have it. My other uh, point for running that is very important actually is when you are running, you also need to be incorporating other forms of exercise to build muscle. Every time you take a step, your body is absorbing shock from the ground. So when your heel hits the ground, the shock goes up into your knee and into your hip So when you're running, you actually want to get your heel to land kind of under your hip so that it can go from heel to ankle to knee to hip uh, instead of if you're taking kind of really wide steps, the shock might get mostly absorbed by your knee and won't go up into your hip. I'm not sure if I'm getting a bit too technical now at this point, but needless to say, you do need to have some muscle to support your running, right? People aren't just running you know, the only hard part of running isn't cardio. It's actually that your body needs to be strong enough to be able to sustain it. Um, so moving from this, my suggestions for anyone who wants to start running or, or how to like running a bit more would be to start with a run walk pattern. So start seeing if you can run for one minute and then walk for two minutes run for one minute, walk for two minutes and set yourself, you know, a little loop in your neighborhood. Or for me, I preferred when I started running to go by time. And then later in my runs, I decided I like going by kilometers, but it just depends. Um, so I know when I started running, one of my goals, um, at one point was to run for like 12 minutes straight. So I would set my timer on and then I'd put on my music and I would just try to run for 12 minutes. And then once it hit 12 minutes, I would turn around and walk back. And then I would have kind of a nice, lovely walk uh, uh, on my way home. So that's kind of one way to start. And the run-walk pattern is excellent too. Um, I just preferred at one point when I started running to do 12 minutes and then walk straight after that. Um, But to break it up, Um, you can run one minute, rock one minute and see, you know, if you can get eventually to five kilometers if you like. Um, but of course it's totally up to you and you will know what the right thing is for your body, but start with small, uh, integers and that's how I would recommend it. Um, but running you'll notice is so refreshing at the end and you feel so great. Um, 
And I want to talk next, actually, this flows pretty well into my next point or something that I've been thinking a lot about is this kind of intensity that surrounds running. For some strange reason, when we picture running, we always picture somebody sprinting and like sweating, or we picture them doing like a marathon or like a tough mutter or something like we picture always something intense. Nobody is picturing like a well, not nobody, maybe some people are, but it's much less common to picture like a two kilometer morning jog when you, you know, a casual jog that's not, you know, so stressful. We picture usually like a a distance that seems hard to us, or we picture something intense like a marathon or a sprint. And really running actually doesn't need to be so intense. We also show a lot of running like in advertisements and when you see people sprinting on the treadmill or, you know, whatever type of running it is, we always see like this intense music behind running. But really running doesn't need to be so intense. Running can actually be soft and soothing and relaxing. And this is something that I kind of learned throughout my journey with running. At one point, I actually even stopped listening to music on my runs and it would just be like I wouldn't listen to music at all, which sounds really crazy. Um, like to be just someone that's just, I guess, listening to the sounds of nature on a run because we picture that we need this, you know, source of music to distract us from how horrible running is. Um, but really, running is starting running feels uncomfortable, but so does starting working out, right? Like when you start lifting weights or. I remember being younger and, you know, when, even when I was small and we're doing like crunches in the gym class or whatever, like, and, and of course, recently, obviously, I still feel this way, but um, this kind of pain that you experience when you're starting to work out, that's like, oh my God, oh my God, stop, 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 put it down, put it down, stop, <laughs> stop now, please stop. <laughs> Your body's asking you to stop because it's worried that you might hurt yourself. And, you know, eventually in the gym with weights that, you know, goes down and goes down and goes down. And obviously you still experience, you know, when you're pushing yourself, but your body stops telling you, okay, you need to stop immediately. And nobody is talking about this, this like, you know, pain or stop, this stop right now kind of feeling in working out, but it's so easy to feel it in running. And people are always, I think, when they think of running, they think of this like, out of breath, like, oh my God, I need to stop right now type feeling. Um, When really, like the more that you run, actually, I'm not going to say that, you know, running is always easy and it always feels great. When you start learning to run, yeah, you might feel a little bit like you're dying. Um, Not literally, of course, but um, it is really, honestly, it is hard to start running if you have never started running and you will feel this like, stop right now feeling and you will feel this you know uncomfortable cardio out of breath feeling and if this is new to you of course it's comfortable uncomfortable and of course you want to stop so this is kind of where I guess the run run one minute walk one minute kind of comes in or you can maybe you know eventually move that up to run two minutes walk one minute you know, and you allow yourself to progress on your own. There's a lot of apps also for this called zero to five K. You can just search that up and they will have, um, patterns and kind of training for you there, but you will feel this out of breath sort of stop right now feeling, and that's okay. 
And just like it does with weightlifting, how it, you know, it slowly gets better and you're able to push yourself more without feeling like you need to stop. It's the same thing with running. You'll feel uncomfortable and it will, you know, you will want to stop. But if you can, you know, convince yourself to go even a few seconds more, even if it's, you know, let's count to 10 or uh, one more minute or to the end of this course or the end of this song or whatever it may be that works for you. Or maybe you have this, you know, the one minute timer going. Um, Each time that you are out there running, even if you're not pushing yourself to your max, you're not pushing yourself as much as you want to. Maybe you're just doing the tiniest bit of running. And as soon as it gets uncomfortable, you stop. Every time you're running, you are getting better at it. And this feeling of I want to stop will go away. And actually, when you've been running for a little bit of time, instead of feeling this, I want to stop, you know, this feeling, you will eventually just feel, you can feel that you're sort of out of breath. You can kind of feel your cardio, but it actually can become a blissful experience where instead of feeling like you want to stop, you just, it's just, you can feel that you're out of breath, but it, your body's not worried about it. You know that you'll be okay. You know that you'll recover. And, um, as you keep running, you can be kind of more immersed in your environment. I love running because I can get really lost in my head in such a positive way. It's a time for reflection and it's actually such a time for peace, especially if you're able to run outside of a city. If you have, you know, a home or there's like a trail nearby or anything like that, obviously you want to go somewhere safe and, you know, go with a friend. Um, if you're going to go maybe a little bit somewhere more isolated, but that's a way that I would say that running makes such a big difference in your life is when you're able to experience this blissful state that I believe that everyone should. Um, my last and final kind of tip for running would be to try to run with a friend, uh, as much as you can. I've noticed at so many points in my life where running feels like something I have to do, even if I've decided, you know, I love running, I know I love running, but when I'm always running by myself, it feels like something I have to do sometimes. And when I feel that feeling too many times, then I'm very unmotivated to run and I don't want to run at all. But what feels amazing to me is for when I run with a friend and I'm able to kind of connect with them on my run and spend time with them talking and it's such a beautiful experience to be able to uh, share, you know, this kind of sweat feeling and, you know, all the chemicals that are being released released in your brain uh, when you are working out and working out with someone is so connecting. Um, so that's why it's also really positive for if you have a partner. So if you have a partner and you want to start running with them, um, I recognize that that can be a bit intimidating for some people. Um, depending on who your partner is. But if your partner is supportive and kind and uh, caring, they will probably love to join uh, in on a running journey with you. So if you're interested in running or want to know a little bit more about my experience, feel free to reach out to me anytime. I'm more than happy to share any of my tips and uh, more about my experience with running and kind of how it's evolved over time. Um, Running has become something that I now view myself as a runner. Sounds crazy, but even when I was running, like eventually, um, like 13 kilometers multiple times a week, I still wasn't calling myself a runner because of this idea that I explained that I had of what a runner was. And um, 
even honestly, even if you are running one kilometer or you're running half a kilometer and you're trying to run, if you're running, you're a runner. And just so you know, when I started running, obviously I was at, you know, kind of two and a half kilometers. And then as I kept running, that was in maybe, let's say, March slash April 2020. And by the end, like September 2020, I ran a half marathon. And not because I I wasn't working towards it necessarily at all. Um, I was just running because I enjoyed it and because it cleared my mind. And eventually I felt like, okay, I actually feel like I could do a half marathon. So I just decided on a day and, you know, I went to sleep and in my head, I was like, Hey, tomorrow I'm, I'm running 20 kilometers and, uh, or 21. Um, I ended up running actually too far because my, um, <laughs> my, uh, phone was going to die. This is anyways, a whole other story about my, my half marathon, I guess. But anyways, I, mistakenly left my house with only 20% battery and I figured that could last about two hours and thankfully it did but my last eight kilometers my phone had one percent battery and because I was running by myself at my cottage I ran my marathon just alone because I did it just for me really I didn't sign up anywhere but I ran it by myself and there was about eight kilometers left. My phone had 1% battery and I was freaking out the whole time that it was going to die, but I didn't pause my music and I resolved not to touch my phone. And I had mapped out roughly how far 20 kilo- 21 kilometers was. And then I ran just a bit extra just in case. And then I think when I stopped it, it was at like 22.5 or 25 or something like that. Um, but anyways, um, so in that time I started at Two two and a half kilometers in March, let's say 2020, and by September 2021, I or 2020 same year, so about six months apart, I ran a half marathon in less than two hours. I think I was like 157 or something like that, which is pretty fast for women. I feel, um, but I wasn't running to be fast or to be good at it for the first time. I was just running because I enjoyed it. And when I felt like I could challenge myself, actually, my dad was so cute when I decided that I wanted to do it. We were both at my cottage, just him and I, and he came out like every half hour to come see where I was on the road. He drove out in his car to find me um, and would kind of roll down the window and go like, and like hold out a banana and offer it to me. Um, and then I think around the time where he realized I'd been, I should have been finishing up by then he came to the end of the road and waited for me there and cheered me on and it was so cute. So anyways, if you would like to start running, I would definitely encourage it and encourage you to start. So with the right mindset. And if you think about it, we are just so lucky to have legs, honestly, that move and that work. So why not use them? But I would recommend, again, if you want to start running, try keeping up with those, starting with, try, okay, let's try that again. If you want to start running, try starting with a few of those tips. So obviously drinking a lot of water, I didn't mention, but I feel that most people would know that on their own. Um, Running with a friend to make it fun, getting good shoes, this is really, really important. And keeping up other forms of training so that your body is strong enough to be able to support you on your runs. So if you've always dreamed of being a runner, maybe today is your day. 
I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you so much for connecting with me uh, here on this podcast. I've loved recording this episode and I hope you've loved listening to it. Um, If you have any questions for me or you want to reach out, um, you can send me a DM on Instagram if you like. My name is Audrey and Paris and with no E. So A-U-D-R-E-Y-A-N-N-P-A-R-I-S. Okay, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. With love, Audrey.